Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Oh, Boro's back? Yeah, he's healthy. He's going blind. Oh, no, that's No, that's Browning. I was about to say. Boro got hurt? I yeah, that. Boro got hurt. Yeah. Oh. He was trying to throw, he, he was trying, that's what I was saying. That's what I was telling you earlier about my, what's, what's the name of my fantasy thing. I'm glad I didn't make that trade with, with Darnell. Oh. But the thing is that Burrow, they show Burrow on the sidelines. He was trying to throw the ball, and all of a sudden he was like, like in mad pain and stuff like that. And he, he dropped the ball. Shoulder? No, a, sh- a shoulder. I think it's a shoulder or something like that. But they took him to the back, and he's been going. Oh my god, he's been Baltimore gone for like a while. Eight and two right now. I think he's been gone for like around maybe three to five minutes of this game. I didn't think Hendrickson was gonna play. Actually, let me see if they made an update in the um online here. What's up, Malik? He has a wrist injury. Ah, okay. That's yeah, he was trying to, he was, you know when they, they show the quarterbacks just catching the ball and throwing it on the sides and stuff like that? Yeah, he was he trying to do that. It. Also, they literally show him – no, he caught the ball, but they, they show him trying to throw it back, and it was just like it just fell out of his hands, and he was just like in serious pain. He dropped to the ground and everything. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad on. I didn't make that trade. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace, Ant, and Malik. What's up? What's up? But what up, what up, what up? I hope Joe Burrow is actually doing good. Man. I hope he's okay. I don't want to see him gone for the rest of the season. It's going to be messed up. Hopefully. I mean, you know, you can't fight injuries. You know who's not all right? I'm not all right, though. I'm not all right because I think I, I think I went for like a one game winning last week or something like that. Yeah, you went one and four. Oh man, that was horrible. I don't know what's yeah. wrong. I had to, I had to take my my eight ball, my magic eight ball into a workshop and get it fixed. It's, it's good. It's gonna be good this week, folks. It's gonna be good. Ride with everything I say this week. All right. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Hold on. Let's notice something. There you go. Sorry about that. I hope it didn't quite get in the recording. I just noticed I had the TV on. No, I'm already it recording. Did. All right. But anyway. Our beginnings are always a bit noisy. Yeah, because we all hectic all over the place, making sure we get all our information all over the place. Make sure y'all guys follow us at um, what is, where, where we follow us at, Ace? The Uptown Parlay at on Twitter and on IG. And UptownParlay.com. And Spotify right. and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get all your podcasts. Yeah, your fake team is doing good t- today, Ace. Not my fake team. How dare you? That is my real team. <laughs> your your fake to your made up team. You know, you know, it's like quite imaginary, like Santa Claus. You know, they're really <laughs> they're winning, team. and I'm really cheering for them because I really bet on them. Yeah, of course you, you're quite you're better <laughs> than them. Of course, you better be cheering for them if you bet on them. As Malik said last week, Baltimore at home is pretty money. Occasionally, they decide to just give a game away, but um, like they did last week, but that cannot be helped. Um, I forgot what we were going to start the show with. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, wow. I think yeah, you were talking about I the playoffs. 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 Yeah, playoffs. That's what you were talking about. Playoffs. You know what's so funny? I, you you I know what year so. of Peyton Manning's career that was? That was his was third it? season in the NFL. That was year three of Peyton Manning when the coach was like, what are you talking about playoffs? I'm trying to win a game. You're talking about the playoffs. Most people just remember from the commercial. Playoffs. <laughs> well, they didn't live through it like we did. That was a that was a pretty good commercial. R.I.P. Jim Morris Senior. Your son's having a tough year coaching UConn, so shout out to you. They're not going to get rid of you though. So that's Malik. 
you follow college football. What do you feel about Jimbo Fisher getting his $76 million payout to not coach? And even if he gets another job, he still gets to keep all that money. Oh, wow. Sign me up. Um, I mean, in terms of the money, you know, you sign a contract, you live up to the, you live up to the terms of the contract on both sides. Right. So, you know, he should get all the money that's owed to him in the contract. It's not like he chose to quit, you know, he was released. Right. So he should get all of his money. I think though, you know, money, you know, I know you asking about the money, but I think money aside, right. Mm -hmm. As a coach, being fired from your job, it has to be a relatively debilitating, you know, depressing situation to be fired because, you know, this is like your reputation. You, you rest, you, 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 this is what you, you know, you live for, right? You live yeah. for these opportunities, you live for these chances, these reputations. So, yeah, the money is great. And, you know, he got a ton of money and he was going to get to keep all of that. And, you know, he, look, how old is Jimbo Fisher? He's in his 60s. Nah, he's only 58. He just looks old. What is he, in his 60s, 70s? He's, 50, he's 58. Okay. He okay. won a national title in 2013, know. 14. So, you know, I'm... money not it, to coach than Jameis Winston has made in his career as an NFL quarterback. Yeah. But not being... But not being not not trying to be morbid or anything like that. But is he? I mean, you know, hopefully he lives long enough to spend all set. You know, to spend the seventy six million dollars. I mean, he probably won't, right? Most of us won't live long enough to spend seventy six million dollars in our lifetime. But you know, sure about that? Are you sure about that, Malik? <laughs> Are you sure? I know. Okay, I can spend it. I'm just I, it, okay. I mean, he's already fifty eight. Right. He's made a ton of Root. cash. He's got two ranch houses in Texas. You know, yeah. you got a lifestyle to maintain. You know, during the Super Bowl, we could ask this guy called um, Matt, what's his name, Mattress Jack, or whatever, Matt, Mattress, Mattress Mac. Mac, Mattress Mac, yeah. Mattress Mac. Yeah, he knows how to spend that money real fast. <laughs> yeah, but that's not. I mean, yeah, you you can you can just put seventy six million dollars on you know on black at freaking <laughs> you <laughs> at Vegas if you wanted to. That, but... I always so. bet on black. <laughs> you know, you or you could just do it in like, you know, $10 million, you know, spurts and then you can do it. I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure there's a way to easily squander or lose or even donate $76 million if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying in terms of so. So to me, the money is less. It's you less about, about what's he going to do with the rest of his life. The reputation. Yeah. What are you going to do with the rest of his life? Are you going to coach again? Like, is he, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, you've been fired from, you know, one, said, of the, one of the. Just one yeah, job. Yeah, so what's the next job? Mm -hmm. Because this is an SC. This is Texas A&M is, it's not Alabama, it's not LSU, it's not, you know, Georgia, but it is an SEC school, school. Mm -hmm. you know, in, in the, the most prestigious conference in college football, at the very least at this point, right? Well, I don't know. The Big Ten men have something to say about that. They can they can say what they want. They 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 can say what they want, but they're two teams. Okay, the big the Big Ten is two teams. The big Ten is Michigan and Ohio State and everybody else. Okay, so yeah. so let, let's put that into perspective. Um, but yeah, so you were at the top, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you were at the creme de la creme. You were at Making the top. You may not have been coaching Alabama, but you were at the top of college football, and you've been knocked down. So do you go and you know? take a job at you know colorado state you know like 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 what's mm. what's the next thing for you you know hey listen man um, like uh check, 
the old coach of Michigan is coaching Jacksonville State. I don't even know what state that's in. I didn't know Jacksonville was a state. Okay. Wow. Mitch Rodriguez is the head coach of Jacksonville State. But, but he, and that's what I mean. West Virginia to with uh, yeah. Geno Smith, and then he went to Michigan. Didn't work out. He had Denard Robinson, and then they got him up out of there. Or I think it was right before Denard Robinson. You know. Yeah. But he's still so, coaching. You know. He's like got to be like sixty something. So these guys stick around for a while. They get they, they get a lot of chances. Yeah. I mean, right. look, maybe it's like you know, it's it's like all of those movies where the you know where the um. The prestigious coach gets fired and he has to go coach some little league team, you know. Ah, like what like was it? Martin Lawrence didn't rebound and uh Yes. What was the other one? And man from the King of Queens had to go uh play Sean Payne, and nobody's taken Sean Payne seriously since then. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like you know kids team, yeah. We'll see what we'll see what happens. But yeah, I look well, I guess all for people in uh Georgia. I'm all for people getting their money and getting their money for their contract. What happened? Your son's got a flag football team. You can go coach. He does. He does. But they only allow you 30 minutes to practice. 30 minutes before game time is what you practice. Really? You can't practice outside of the 30 minutes? Nope. So they don't want these kids to actually get good? They don't want them to get any better than what they are right now, right right away. That's weird. Okay. So if, if your son that. plays really good, they know he practiced a little bit more. And they're like, ah, we got something, something wrong here. You well, look yeah, at he's, he's a little stop, bit too good. Right. They can't stop stop him from, you know, practicing on his own. You know, but try to tell a 12-year-old kid that wants to play Fortnite, you know, every day that practicing football is important. <laughs> That's a good point. Hey, listen, Fortnite can pay, man. That kid made a million dollars last year. He was on the Today Show with his parents. I'm just saying. Yes. 19, but. I wish Fortnite was my dollars. job. That kid, who was one yeah, he kid, he won the tournament. He won the Fortnite. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You know how many people? How many people try to try out for that? It's like the World Series of Poker, my friend. I hear you. Know? you. Hey, listen, only Joe <laughs> Burrow so saving up for it. The Bengals. I'm just saying, he's the only one with guaranteed contract right now. So, hey, she's still saving up for that World Series of Poker thing, right? Well, I will be there. Yeah, I'm gonna be there for <laughs> 50. So it's gonna be a minute because I am nowhere near nope. 50. But I will be. Nope. I will play in the World Series of Poker. Hopefully, they don't up it. They've been pressuring them to up it to like twenty five grand. There's been ten thousand dollars entry since the seventies, so they're saying with inflation it should be more like the thirty five thousand dollar entry. But that'd be a lot. Don't worry, we be we be there to cheer you on. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be on the rail. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. Hopefully, I make it to like day five and I can cash. All right, back to football. Malik's Lions are seven and two, leading the NFC North being chased down by the Minnesota Vikings, which we did not expect since Josh Dubs has uh, joined the team at 6-4, who are now tied with the Dallas Cowboys for 6-3 and because they had their bye week. Philly is leading the NFC at 8-1. and um, Anybody can win the NFC South. The world happens to be in the lead right now at 5-5. Five and five. Tampa's 4-5. and five. Atlanta's 4-6. and six. The only team really mathematically eliminated from the playoffs is Carolina – and Arizona, I guess, because they can't catch the teams at the top of their division. But I guess, uh, you know, if everybody else oh, loses in the NFC South, they might be able to get them. What's up? No, just pause it for a second? Yeah. Oh, okay. Playoffs! Playoffs! Yes. So, being as I just ran down all the teams leading in the NFC, do you expect Philadelphia to hold on to the lead? And who do you expect to win the NFC South and the NFC West? Being a Seattle and San Francisco was still tied. Leak. 
Um, so to your first question, yes. Um, Philadelphia, they have, you know, obviously they're eight and one, the two games ahead of Dallas, and they won the first game against Dallas. So even if they lose a game against Dallas, their their follow-up against Dallas in Dallas, they'll still have a one-game lead on the standings. Um, I'd have to look at the the, the remaining schedules for both teams, but um I know that Dallas will. I I looked at I was looking at Dallas's schedule leading up to you know what we were looking at uh this week's game they have against Carolina. And I think that they've they they have a fair number of home games left. You know, so we know that they're on the road this weekend and they go then they're obviously home for Thanksgiving as they always are. Um and they have a, a fair amount of home games left that they still haven't played yet. They still I don't believe they've played Washington or Philly at home yet. So um, I think that the schedule, you know, bodes pretty well for them. But Philly right now is playing the type of ball. You know, they're, they've already got a two and a half game lead. So, you know, they'd have to really stumble. And I don't see that happening this year like it did last year. Unless, of course, you know, Jalen Hurts gets injured and is not able to go. Right. Because that's what happened last year where, you know, they were rolling along, winning every game. And then he got injured and then they lost like two or three. So. I think that could happen, but because of the lead that they have on them, it probably won't. Um, right. What was your second? What was your second? Um, the second team was the San Francisco. You said? Who do you actually expect to win? Do you think San Francisco or Seattle will win the NFC West? This is both of y'all. You and it. I lean. I, I I still lean towards San Francisco. Um, they made, you know, obviously they made some moves to get better, uh, along the, along their, their defensive front, um, which has already netted them some, some dividends. You saw what they did against Jacksonville last week, which, you know, wasn't, I think we all picked San Francisco to win, but I know I believed that Jacksonville was going to be able to play a little bit better and cover and that didn't happen. Um, but San Francisco, as long as they're, they're healthy, you know, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and, you know, Brock Purdy has all of the weapons. I don't see a reason why they can't, you know, hold off Seattle. Seattle's also just, just appears to be, appears to me to be a team that's not completely, you know, the same as they were a year ago. Um, Like they're not on that level. They're not on that level, like on that San Francisco, Philadelphia level. Just yet, they That's they fair. might be on the same level to me that the that where the Lions are. It's All like, right. yeah, they'll make they'll make some noise. They'll get in. They'll make some noise. Maybe get to the second round of the playoffs. But you know, once they wind up having to play one of those teams on the road, yeah, we'll probably won't see them. And what do you got to say? NFC West, who wins? And the NFC South, can you tell me who's going to win? As far as for the um. Yeah. I can actually just tell you the whole lineup because I already actually ma- mapped out my whole trip to the Super Bowl. If you want to go okay. with that route, yeah, give me that. I want to hear it. All right, as far as for the NFC is concerned, right here, um, I have Philadelphia making the the number one seed. I th- definitely think they're going to win. Detroit's going to get the second seed. They're going to win their division. Okay. Um, I had the 49ers winning. I don't think Seattle's going to catch up to them, so they're going to have the third seed. The fourth seed, I'm going to give to um the Saints. I believe they they're winning right now. Yes. As far as for the fifth, I'm gonna. This is where Seattle's gonna sneak in to the playoffs, and go. You have Dallas there as well with the sixth seed, and Minnesota for some strange reason, you know, thanks to Dobbs, is gonna be in the seventh seed. 
when I have a basically for the next next round, I had Detroit beating Minnesota because they face off in the first round. I have 49ers beating Dallas, and I have Seattle quite losing. No, Seattle actually winning against the um, New Orleans Saints. And then for the next round, I have Seattle losing against 49ers. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Malik. This is where Detroit loses here. They they end up losing to the 49ers. And it's going to be basically the 49ers versus Philadelphia with 49ers into the playoffs. So wait, who are the Eagles playing in the second round? Um, the Eagles are playing in Seattle, and they want up losing. You have Seattle Seahawks. No, no. Oh, you have well, Seattle Eagle. losing to the Eagles. I got you. Right, right. Seattle losing to the Eagles. At and the it's a title but... game rematch of last year. Right. All right. I can see it. AFC. Who you got winning the AFC East, man? Our AFC East specialist. Buffalo is five and five. The Jets are four and five. And Miami is only six and three. No team has won a game in November yet. So there's still a chance for three teams to technically win this division. I hate to say this, but um, I have to say map out to the Super Bowl for this for the AFC as well. But as far as for your question, I have um, I hate to say this, but I have Miami winning and the Bills getting the wild card in this. And the reason why is because I had Cleveland falling off because of what's what's the name that happened with Watson last week. I, right now, I have Cincinnati in there, but it's definitely going to have an update on that one, depending on how Joe Burrow do, do, is going to do, because I don't trust that Brown, Browning number six guy. But yeah, just to answer your question, I had the. The um Miami winning, AFC East, and then Bills sneaking in. All right. And for the rest of it, give me your maps of the Super Bowl for the AFC. I want to hear this. All right. So I have your fake team as the number one team, Baltimore. <laughs> wow. I have a real K- fan K- of two teams, sir. I have KC winning, quite getting the second, second seed. I have Jacksonville getting the third seed. I have Miami getting the fourth seed. Pittsburgh, I got getting the fifth seed. Cincinnati for now has a six seed, but this is definitely going to change, especially from what's happening tonight, which is Thursday. We're recording this, mm-hmm. and I had the Bills sneaking in with the seven seed. Yeah, the, the Bills first... and seventh. So yes, question: Houston, Indianapolis won't get the seventh seed over the Bills as they are in chaos right now. Right, I have the, the end, same record. I had the Bills quite working things out at the end, thanks to the little um, firing of the OC and maybe. Fixing everything down, fixing everything, and making a push, a strong push at the end. But they're gonna basically sneak into the playoffs. Uh, but okay. as far as for for the, how the rest of it goes, I had the Bills losing in the first round against KC. I have um Cincinnati beating Jacksonville. Like I said, I'm gonna have to update this later, Brian. And I have Court Pittsburgh pulling the upset and beating Miami in the playoffs in Miami in the playoffs. Yes. Wow. So you have. I just want to make sure you had Cincinnati and Pittsburgh moving on the second round. Pittsburgh's playing Kansas City. Pittsburgh will be playing against Baltimore. Pittsburgh's going to play against Baltimore, and Kansas City is going to be playing against Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, because Cincinnati's going to be the third wild card. Right. Going to be the sixth seed, and they're going to okay. And, and you got... I have, I have. This is where I have um KC beating Cincinnati, Baltimore beating Pittsburgh. And then Baltimore beating KC and moving on. You got my the team why, the Super Bowl. I love it. The, the only reason I had the Baltimore, of course, going into the Super Bowl is because KC's going to have that harder team against Cincinnati. Well, like I said, I have to update this thanks to the, what's, the, what's the name of having tonight. And Pittsburgh, you know, with the little quarterback there that I don't trust, is going to have a quite uh, going to have a um, easier out for Baltimore so, so they can rest up and play against KC. 
And but you you gonna hate this part, Ace. 49ers right. win the Super Bowl. You have the 49ers beating Baltimore to win the Super Bowl. Yes. I don't think that's ever happened. Not even in 2012, the last time they played. Yeah. There's a rematch of the century. Like remember the last time the lights went out. I and, do remember you know, 40, that. And 49ers was actually quite actually was winning that. I believe they was winning that game or they had the momentum in that game until the lights went out. They if, did. Anybody yeah, remember that? And then the but, lights went out, and then Baltimore stormed back. This is definitely going to be an updated though, because I don't know how Cincinnati's going to be doing with Joe Burrow. I I think well, whatever I see him back on the sideline in his rest, he's going to be playing next week. I see him back okay. on the sideline, so then he might be he might be back. But before we jump a base, I just wanted to just wanted to know I hmm. the Dallas. I was just talking when we were talking about Dallas and Philly because I think yep. that's an interesting point. So. Just their remaining teams on their schedule. So Dallas, so Philly's eight and one. Dallas is six and three. Yeah, right. Six and three. Okay. So, aside from the game that they play against each other, right? Mm-hmm. Dallas's opponents are the rest of their season: Carolina, Washington twice, mm. Seattle, Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit. They have okay. a lot of losable games in there. Miami, Detroit, and Buffalo, by the time they get to them, and Seattle, depending on if they're playing in Seattle, that could be a problem. Now, listen to, but listen to Philly's, listen to Philly's games, okay? Okay. So, again, take out the game that they play against each other. Yeah, that one Philly game. Plays, yeah. Philly plays Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, mm. Philly, Arizona, and then the Giants twice. Wait a second. The Eagles haven't played the Giants at all? No, they haven't played the Giants yet. They played Washington twice, and they played Dallas once. Wow. That's really going to work out for them because the Giants are Because uh, the Giants are horrible, right? So they, they still have two so games against the Giants, and they have two games against the Giants, the Cardinals. Once they get through this stretch, like these these next four games, right? These next yeah. three games, really, they have. Wow. I'm sorry, the next four games are Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. I and the last see- four games are Seahawks, Eagles, Cardinals, Giants. I mean, you said Giants, Eagles, Cardinals, Giants. Out of all of those games, I really only see like three of them where they would legitimately lose. I mean, look, they even lose. How many of them are they going to be? How, how many of those games are they going to be, you know, underdogs? Right. They're underdogs. On... They're underdogs to, uh, this week going into yeah. with KC. They're underdogs there. Yeah. They're they're at home against Buffalo. They're home against San Francisco. Well, the thing they're with Buffalo is Buffalo keeps turning the ball over. So if Buffalo can stop doing that, their offense is number four in the league. It's not. Yeah, well, we don't. No, Buffalo they're... needs to keep doing that. You, 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 you their... said it wrong, Ace. <laughs> the Buffalo needs to keep doing that. If they want to win, they need to stop turning the ball over at key moments. That's really what no. We don't want those. them to win. We but don't want them to win. You know, that's why I think it's BS that they fired their OC. Like, he's not the problem. He's the sacrificial lamb. He's not the problem. But whatever. Go ahead, Malik. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, they're 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 at KC, but then they they're yeah. home to Buffalo. Home at home against Buffalo, home against San Francisco. They're at Dallas. They're home against Arizona, and they have a home game against the Giants. So yeah. I think I think all those home games, with the exception of maybe the maybe the 49ers game, there it's a pick 'em. Like, or or maybe there's a one point spread, you know, depending upon how they're how they're doing at that point. But okay. Yeah. I, so yeah, I still think Philly Philly has it because of those last four games, to me, trend really heavily in their favor. 
I will say this. Um, I don't think Detroit and Minnesota have played yet. No, they haven't. Detroit has played Green Bay. Detroit has played one, one division game. Yeah, so they won they have, the division. Oh, that's right. That's the Bears, who they beat. No, no, no. no. They, they, they played Green Minnesota. Bay. They played Green Bay. Um, Minnesota has Denver at Denver this Monday night, this Sunday night, which will be interesting because they're actually good now or good enough to beat good teams. Then they play Chicago at Chicago, Monday night football, week of Thanksgiving, or the week after Thanksgiving. Then they have the bye week. Then they go to Vegas, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, Detroit. Mm -hmm. Um, This is going to come down to the last three weeks between Detroit and Minnesota for this division. It is not a given that you guys just walk all over them. I expect you to win both of those games. But I will say, but I mean you, I mean the Detroit Lions, because your defense is better than theirs. So unless Josh Dobbs is something we've just all missed, like Geno Smith, and it took him five years to develop into a quarterback that, I, you know, Pittsburgh, which they desperately had right now, because Kenny Pickett is not running a good offense, or maybe it's OC or what, but they beat Denver, they beat Chicago. I don't know what Justin Fields is going to be looking like when he comes back. They could easily beat the rest of these teams. It looks like Cincinnati and Detroit. Justin Fields come back this week, I think. He does. Yeah, he does. Cincinnati and Detroit are really their only tough matchups out of the last seven weeks of the season. So that'll be interesting. I was just thinking about that because I think Minnesota, they're two games back, but you have two more games left against them. So, you know, seeing yeah. Detroit if against they're Baltimore, able to beat us, we'll see. If they're able to beat the Lions, um, in both of those games, they probably win the division. I, I think. I think there's a split. I think that's a split between the two, okay. the two teams. I mean, they're both um, domes, so that's why I think you can beat them yeah. home and away because weather's never a fact. Oh no, we definitely can. I wasn't saying we can't. We definitely can beat them. Uh, I just don't. The the job the Dobbs factor is a is the thing that that kind of, you know, how good is is, is he, he going to run this or, or how much right? How much better can he make this team? You know. Um, because not for nothing, and you know, not Jefferson to take anything away from Dobbs, but either. Jefferson hasn't come back. As I said, not to take anything away from Dobbs, but Kirk Cousins did have this team playing better at the time when he got hurt. Um, yes. so they were trending forward. The defense was starting to play better under Brian Flores, like they were starting to trend back towards being the type of team that you know people expected them to be. Um, before Dobbs came in, Dobbs won the last two games, but. That's how they're six and four. They were four and they had started out the season one and four, I think it was. Oh, started out 0 and three, then mm-hmm. one and four. Uh, and then we're four and four when Cousins went down. Yep. So and then one, two straight since uh, since then. So, you know, like I said, I I think Minnesota is a good football team that needs that is is they just need to they need to prove that they're mm-hmm. able to sustain this. And Dobbs needs to prove that he's able to sustain this, sustain this stretch. We'll see. And low-key for all you Seattle fans out there, y'all got a shot, and um, Vegas has a long shot. Vegas is 5-5. Five and five. Depending on what Houston does for the rest of the season, Cleveland and Cincinnati and even Pittsburgh, who somehow they keep getting outgained in every single game they play but winning, which is not sustainable statistically. Like, it, it seems impossible to keep not getting as many yards as the other team but still winning games. I don't know how you do that for the next seven games of the season and win and go above 500, you know, win six more in the last eight games. But we will see. 
we're going to pick up. I'll tell you this for my Super Bowl predictions. I got Baltimore and I got Philadelphia. I've, I've seen the flaws in San Francisco, and I think because – and this is the main thing with San Francisco. They play such a physical style on offense and defense. It's going to eventually just wear down the guys that you have. It's going to lead to more injuries. And the reason why they lost those three games is because Trent Williams is very important to that team. Debo Samuel is very important to that team. Christian McCaffrey is very important to the team. So if at the end of the year all those guys are healthy – I may have to rethink that. They may be able to beat, you know, Philadelphia. But when you're that physical of a team, and also Philadelphia's quarterback, he's dealing with a knee injury. You know, it keeps buckling on him once a game, and we will see. But when you play that physical style of football, it wears you down as well as it does the other team. But San Francisco just seems to be trying to maul everybody every single week. Baltimore's right. offense That's is have- a bit more finesse. Huh? You're kind of right on that. I was thinking about that. As soon as you said that, I was thinking about my old Jets and Rex Ryan. There was a physical team, but they started breaking down in the playoffs. They was being a bully, but they didn't want to be injured. It, I mean, it's, You're right. It's hard to maintain that for, you know, 18 weeks and then three weeks in the playoffs when you're likely not going to be the number one seed. So you're going to have to play the wild card, the super wild card round, the divisional round, and the NFC championship just to get there. Whereas Philly will only have to play two weeks. So they'll get a week of rest if guys are banged up towards the end of the year. Because Lane Johnson, you know, has a couple of injuries. But Trent Williams being out and Debo being out is huge. So we will see how they hold up. I think they're good enough. It's just injuries at this point. Sorry to interrupt. I was going to say if they locked in the first round, the first um seed, they might actually rest people even before the last court game of the um of the regular season. Philadelphia. I think so. So that's even more rest. Yeah, makes it even more more dangerous. I will. Uh, yeah, and I will. And I will say in the in in AFC, Kansas City can be caught. They're being carried by their defense, and something that's not really being talked about. Since they've gotten rid of Eric Bieniemy, I shouldn't say gotten rid of. Since he left to go become the OC in Washington, Sam Howell looks amazing, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't look as good as Patrick Mahomes looked the past couple of years with Bieniemy. So I think the Bears hired the wrong guy as their uh, as their head coach before the the one that they had to fire for Kansas City. I see why they got rid of him and got Eberflus, but um, Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach somewhere because he's making Sam Howell look like. A very top tier quarterback. I thought it was on Andy Reid. Great, huh? Yeah. I thought it was on Andy Andy Reid. Andy needs to put down the Broadworks and call some better plays because that game in uh, Germany was horrendous. That was a tough watch. I actually woke (laughs) up for that. I'm going to be honest. I woke up for that game early and watched it while everybody was still sleeping in my house. Yep. I just said record. I'll watch it later. And then I watched a little bit of it on the way back from church. I was like, all right. I got to cut this out from the service now, but here's what it is. I took it We're back gonna... to 1987 and listened to it on the radio while I was at the gym. <laughs> I, I had serious I've never XM listened radio. to an game on the radio since I was like a little, little kid. Oh, I do it all the time. Actually, I listen, yeah, every now and again, I'll listen in the car. Like if I have to make, if I have to run an errand while. the games? A bunch of different people. Um, yeah, there's always a radio broadcast. Who, who's calling these on. games? I know Mike. I know Golik does it. Who I used to listen to in the mornings. Yeah, Go, Golik does it. Um, it depends on what city I, I, you're I, at, I believe. Yeah, it depends on where you are. But I, I know Lomas Brown calls the Detroit games. Um, oh yeah, he, he's he's a color analyst on the Detroit games. 
Um, so yeah, usually it's like, you know, a, a play-by-play announcer, and then usually it's like uh one of the older players from the team, you know, from that team that you know transitioned into broadcasting that's doing the color analyst. So when was Brandy yeah. Steele uh, lineman with y'all, right? Yeah, he was a late for, for like twelve years. All right, he was with us for a while. We are going into our picks, and we are going to be giving you some best bets. I went five and zero last week. Um, I'm giving these dudes the business. Anthony is not. Uh, stop rubbing it in. No worry. I is. got time. You're, you're yeah, going to be in your bye week this week. I was I, in a bye week a, last week. I got a smooth, what, five or six game lead now. So I feel pretty confident. We're only picking five games a week for our best bets. We're going to go through and pick every single game. I took Baltimore this week because I just figured they're at home. So they should be able to cover by a touchdown. That don't oh, count. You took them as a best bet? No, I didn't. I just picked them overall, just in general. So that's oh, my okay. season record. That's okay, on the side. Okay. First game we have. There's no more games in all the rest of the games are in uh North America or in the Thank United you. States. There's no more games in Europe. Even though Jacksonville is undefeated in Europe. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Cleveland is the favorite. They are giving one point to Pittsburgh. And they're starting Dorian Thompson Robinson. And the last time I saw him play, he was terrible. So, unless Cleveland's defense can just stop every single thing that Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris bring at them, I did not see a way in which they win this game. This is the lowest over-under of the week. It is 33 points. Um, This is going to be like watching Penn State play Michigan. It's going to be terrible, slow, 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 slow football. I don't expect to see 32 runs called in a row, as Michigan did, just to make it even worse and have people tune away. Big noon game, my ass. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. I'm going to be taking Pittsburgh to start off, just on the strength that DTR is not very good yet. And what do you got? Obviously, I'm not going to be picking that dude. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as well. I'm taking them, and I'm taking the um. I'm going to go with the over this one. I see them still going to march down. This is going to be their way to secure one of those um, wild card spots. So definitely give me Pittsburgh this day, march to the playoffs. Yeah. Malik, who do you got? I, I like the under. I'm going to be honest. I, I expect to see a 10-7 game. I mean, you got to think that at some point in time, Pittsburgh, this, this Pittsburgh run of uh, winning games that they are out uh, gained in, in terms of yardage, um, it, it, it's going to, it's going to, yeah, it's going to break on them at some point, right? It's like, it's been nine straight games that they've, that they've, they've been, they yes. have been out gained in every game this season that they've played. I think this will be the first game they actually outgain the other team. Yeah, I think I think that's that's to me that's the safe bet. Um the safe bet here is to take Pittsburgh especially because, you know, you know they're getting points. It's to take the side that's going to get points here. You know, it's a divisional matchup just like the division just like divisional matchups in and divisional matchups in the AFC North tend to, you know, tend to favor tend to always, you know, go under and they tend to uh, always be close. And so in that regard, if you have the, you know, if you have a side that's actually getting points in this situation, then take the side that's getting points just because, you know, this can easily uh, go on over. I, I wanted to see, I was actually going to take a quick look at and see because they're the, because they're a dog, what's what's Pittsburgh on the money line at actually, because that might actually be a good, a best bet, honestly, if you really think Pittsburgh's just going to win Probably the game like out, right? Maybe one twenty. Actually, they're minus they're minus one hundred five on the money line, so they're pretty much <laughs> it's 
they're minus 105 on the money line. Cleveland's minus 115. So, you know, you're not you're not making any money by uh by trying to, you know, trying to trying, trying to get 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 slick there. Um so yeah, I, I say take Pittsburgh. Yeah, this is gonna pick a game. I say go ahead and take Pittsburgh, take the under and uh, and keep it keep it moving. But I'll probably stay away from this game just because of that. Next up, we have Chicago at Detroit. Chicago was only getting seven and a half points. Now, what happened to my 10 points? I love that spread. The over-under is 48. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be under. I think these teams know each other well, and it's in a dome. But Malik, who do you got? Oh, I thought you were going to pick first since this, since, you know, this is your team. Um, I have many teams. I have many teams. It's not his team, Malik. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're right about that Ed. you are right about that i apologize they're my team um, this week <laughs> i think this undefeated is, so, on thursday night football let me let me let me let me start off by situation i, I, I want to start off by saying this. i'm taking detroit and over um mm-hmm. i think this trend i think this 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 trends over i i think detroit's you know, getting healthier on the offensive side of the football, but what they showed on the defensive side of the ball was that they they can they can be had by quarterbacks that can that can you know stand back and throw the football if they're not getting pressure and they're not they have not been getting pressure on the quarterback in the, over the last four games they only have one sack, um you know one actual sack they are getting pressure um to the quarterback and they're making the quarterback rush throws or whatever but you know when you have a quarterback that's one of the one of the better players at the position. Um, i.e. Lamar Jackson, uh, Geno Smith, and Justin Herbert, you know, they 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 can they can exploit you. Um, and so I, I put Justin Fields on that level, uh, especially as a runner. Um, I don't know what to what degree he's his health is coming back, but um, and if he's gonna be completely healthy or if he's still gonna be a little bit hampered. It was a hand injury, right? Injury, it was a thumb right? injury, right? He couldn't grip the ball, so leg wise he's fine. Okay, so but I, it's, it was I his throwing. May help him in terms of running, but then was I was just trying not to do that, huh? Yeah, it was. He could have gripped the ball. Okay, but he's okay. been throwing yeah. since last week, and he's you know been throwing all week, so they expect him to play. I think they'd be cautious, hoping Beijing yeah. can get him past Carolina. He did so. Yeah, I, I've always you know, like I said, I'm, I'm going to take Detroit in the game, but but I, the reason why the reason why I think this is interesting, I think this is a relatively disrespectful point spread. What? Why? It, think about it. Take the team names aside. Now, Ace, I, I need you to be impartial from this perspective. Yeah. Okay. If this was a a just three and seven team going to a six and a three seven team. and two, a seven and two team seven and two right going on the road. Uh-huh. The three and seven team is in the bottom half of the league in scoring defense, and the seven and two team. Is in the top half of the league and scoring offense. Okay. What would the what would you expect the spread to be? I would ex- say say the scoring offense and scoring defense again. Who's in the top of scoring defense? So the scoring defense is the the sorry the three and seven team. Yeah. Is that the bottom is one of the one of the bottom teams in terms of team defense? Yeah. Okay. It is actually it is thirtieth against the pass, but they are like fifth against the run, right? Right, they're 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 fourth against the run. Detroit is actually second against the run. Detroit's yeah. actually second in the NFL against the run. That's insane. So they're both great against the run. They're both great against the run. 
But Detroit yeah. is the fifth ranked passing team in the NFL. Yeah. And Chicago is the 30th ranked passing defense in the NFL. So just like I said, take the names aside. Yeah. What would you I expect? Think so the line much money came in and the line came down from 10 to seven and a half. I really think it has nothing because the spread started out 10 and a half. Minus ten and, and a half, half because it was tight Tyson Bajan. Nobody yeah. expected that. This is to me, this is all Justin Fields. This this number came down three and a half points because of Justin Fields. Or two and a half points because of Justin Fields. And that's what I'm saying. I think this is disrespectful to the Lions. I expect the Lions to win this game. And I expect them to win by at least a touchdown. Um, they better win by at least a touchdown. If you're better, if you're better than the if you're better than the Bears, you know, this is a divisional game. You don't let this you you take you take control of this game at home. If they were seven and a half point favorites on the road, I would absolutely say that that's that's wrong. Like they should they should you know bring the number yeah, down. Be right, three more points. We should be at least nine, at I least nine. Well, so I think taking Detroit and the over, and I'm locking it. In. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm taking Detroit and the over. I'm locking it. And and yeah, the Bears are the Bears are second worst in the NFL in sacks. Yeah, the Bears only have. have 15 sacks in the season. Yeah. And the and only team that has less sacks game. than the Bears is, yeah, the only team that has less sacks than the Bears in the NFL, yeah, is the Giants. Well, we're not counting college, are we? Like, we don't care what they're going to do. They're not playing in this game. We count I'm Canadian saying, football like, sacks. Like, no, <laughs> you keep saying the I'm NFL is when we're talking about other football leagues. I'm, I'm just saying the whole league. Yeah, this is a, this is not a team that should be only seven and a half, only seven and a half point dog. Yeah. Just because Justin Fields came back, I I, look, I just look. That's why I said Detroit over, and I'm locking it. In. First lock. That's how me. that's how valuable a quarterback is to a team's offense. They believe because Justin Fields is back, this team is within a touchdown and a hook, and enough people will put money on crazy. Chicago who are from Chicago. And I think the Bears can lose by only a touchdown in this game because it took. Listen, the Chargers should have won that game. That was the fourth most efficient game. On the season for an offense, Detroit just happened to have a third in that same game. That was touchdown, 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 touchdown. It was insane. It will not be that this week. Uh, the Bears' pass rush is much better with, you know, Ngakwe and Sweat. I think that will help the back end. If Eddie Jackson plays, maybe he's healthy as well. I'm hoping that Chicago can keep this within a touchdown. Do I expect them to win? No. No, I do not. Detroit's a much better team. The Ravens beat down Detroit, but the Bears are not the Ravens, and they don't have that level of defense. And Tremaine Edmonds has not been playing great, but they have the pieces to be able to keep up with Detroit. Amon Ross St. Brown is a really good receiver. Williams hasn't done much. All the receivers for Chicago are healthy. Hopefully Justin Fields getting practice and getting first-team reps all week will help. Uh, Khalil Herbert is healthy. He's going to play Roshan Johnson. All of our running backs are healthy. Our Cole Komet, he's there. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bears and I'm gonna lock this in. I'm taking the Bears plus seven and a half, and I'm gonna take the under. It's gonna have Dueling to be a low locks, scoring game for the Bears to win. Yeah, I'm locking du- it. Dueling locks. And and, and, locks. and I stand correct. And before you go, and I, I want to apologize to Giants fans. It's actually the Bears are last in the NFL in sacks. They actually have 13 sacks as a team, oh. and the Giants are 31st with 15. So I apologize, okay. and I flipped that. I don't. They don't feel any better. <laughs> they saw last week's game. And who do you got? 
Um, I want to pick the Bears just because I feel like I feel like I'm doing a disservice not picking the Bears any type of week or whatever. But this is against the Lions, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this ace. I'm sorry, Detroit's going to whip that ass. But I'm taking Detroit, and I'm taking the over, and I'm locking this in as well. I don't feel bad at all. Um, next up, we have the L.A. Chargers at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are three-point underdogs at home, and they keep finding ways to lose, which is why they are tied in wins with the Chicago Bears at three. Uh, the Chargers are going to beat the brakes off of Green Bay because that's the only way they have a chance to make the playoffs. It's probably going to be the coldest weather game they play all year. Green Bay is not good. Their receivers are dropping passes. Jordan Love is not as good as expected. And the Chargers are a great offense, and that's probably why I picked them. Their defense, for whatever reason, is not good. They have the worst pass defense, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL. And they're down near where Chicago is. So unless, you know, Green Bay can take advantage of that because they can't run the ball, they should be facing a lot of pressure from both these defensive ends. I'm taking the Chargers, and I'm locking this in for my second lock of the week. Go ahead, Ed. This is like a flip of a coin of two bad teams. You got the Chargers sure. who have the horrible defense. You got Green Bay with a horrible offense. And it's going to be a fun game not to watch. Um, I don't. I would not want to even bet this game. I wouldn't even want to put a wooden nickel on this game. But just for the for um for fun and since this is a very entertaining show, I'm gonna to go to the opposite of the base and just pick Green Bay just for the hell of it, you know, and just quite wipe wipe my behind with this and call it a, a Green Bay in the under. And I'm not even gonna make this my lock though. Malik, who do you got? Well, I did watch some of that Green Bay Pittsburgh game last week and. With the exception of um, Jordan Love throwing a couple of interceptions uh, throughout the course of the game, Green Bay probably should have won that game. Um, they they were well within the well within striking distance. They only they wound up only losing by four. Um, they didn't cover the number because I think it was a three and a half point spread at the time. So, um, but they easily could have won that game um, if Jordan Love is able to keep his turnovers down. I think that Green and and Green Bay is able to run the football, which we saw. The Chargers, the Chargers can't stop the run. The Chargers couldn't stop the Lions from gash from from gashing them on multiple runs. David Montgomery, seventy five yard touchdown run. Jameer Gibbs running all over them. I mean, if they couldn't stop that, then Aaron Jones and uh, AJ Dillon should should have a field day. Um, so long as Jordan Love just doesn't. You know, mess up. He doesn't throw 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 some bad interceptions or put them in a bad in a bad slot. Look, I picked I picked against Green Bay last week. Uh, we all I think we all picked Pittsburgh last week. Prim- yeah. I picked primarily against them because of their you know struggles scoring points in the first half and their need to their need to play catch up at the, late late in the end late in games. That has that seems to have trended with them, regardless of if they're home or away. They did score thirteen against Pittsburgh last week, which was a, which was a season high for them um, in the first in the first half. Um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be hard to not. It's going to be hard for them to stay with the Chargers. Um, maybe this points a game. Yeah. The weather looks like it's going to be 39 degrees, and and you know if you if you if you if you're banking on that, um, just remember, uh, Justin Herbert played at Oregon. Um, yeah, they get cold. It gets cold up there too. So yeah, I think he's okay. He's not he's not a California boy. I mean, maybe he doesn't like the snow, but he's not a California boy. True and true and true. You know, he can he can play in the cold weather. Um, 
and he he looks perfectly fine. As long as Keenan Allen is still able to play and still, still able to, to to cook out there, and Jair Alexander on the other side looks like he's hurt, yeah, Green Bay's going to have some trouble. So I'm going to take the Chargers in the over. Keenan Allen over 150 receiving yards. Uh, that's a good prop bet. Next up, <laughs> we have seriously Las Vegas Las Vegas Raiders at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins biggest spread of the week. The Dolphins are sitting at. Minus 13 and a half point favorites. The over-under is 46 and a half. I think this is skewed because the Dolphins have scored an average of 40-something points at home, which is still skewed by that 70-point game. So we will see. Uh, Vegas appears to be a much different team with Antonio Pierce as the head coach. So I expect Miami to win. I don't expect Miami to beat the brakes off of them by two TDs. Although Aiden O'Connell is their starting quarterback. So it doesn't give me much confidence. Uh, A-Chain is back. The team is healthy. They're coming off of a bye week. The best thing that happens to them is everyone else in their division lost while they were resting. So if they're healthier and they can just go deep with uh, go deep with Hill and he can get his 2,000-yard season and MVP for a wide receiver, we will see. But I expect Miami to win, and I expect Miami to not cover. So I'm going to take the over, and I'm going to take Vegas on this one. Ant, who do you got? I'm taking Miami the over. This is a beatdown. Come on now. Okay. I, I know, I know what's the name, you know, was looking really good for the last two weeks. Vegas has been looking um, good with Antonio Pierce. But um, it's time, you know, it's time to wake up and smell the coffee now. They're going to start facing real teams. There's not, they can't, they're not going to be playing the Jets every week, which is a, a pathetic, pathetic team or whatever. They're playing the Dolphins. The Dolphins actually got firepower. They might pull up, pull up 70 on them. So I'm taking the Dolphins, taking the over and taking two, two in his cornrows. <laughs> I didn't see the cornrows. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, I'm taking Miami in the over as well. But this is the this is what I'm talking about. No one's like, scared about like, 14 points they got to win by, huh? Just me? I'm not, you know, I'm not locking this in. You know, I never. I ain't no afraid. I ain't no afraid of this. But, but you know, hey, I locked in Dallas last week on 17, and that was that was good money. But this is but but Ace, but this is what I'm talking about, right? When we were talking about Chicago and Detroit, right? This yeah. is a this is a Vegas team that has won two straight. They're five and five. Yes. They've won two straight. They're playing yeah. better football, at the very least, better football than what they were playing before. I think right? this is just the disrespect going to the Detroit to... Lions because they're the Lions. Yes. Right. I'm saying they're going to Miami. Miami is what, six and three? They just lost their last game going. They're coming out of their bye week. So they just lost yeah. their last game coming out of the bye week. Yeah. And this is a 13 and a half point spread. Like, seriously, <laughs> I'm sitting here, like, I'm looking at this and I'm saying. Well, one team's playing what? with, they're not original head coach and they're rookie quarterback. So I think that's okay. just factoring it. But just to, just just the logic of that makes no sense to me. So I'm sitting there like, damn, it's just it feels that damn good. Maybe he is. And maybe he's just that much better than Aiden O'Connell. And I'm sure he is, because I didn't know who Aiden O'Connell was before he started before he became the starting quarterback <laughs> for the Los Vegas Raiders. I'm gonna be honest uh, with you. But yeah. there's no reason to me, I this is why I'm not betting this. I'll take Miami to win the game. I'll take them on the I'll take them on the over. I would prefer this to be more around 11 points um than 13 just i just feel like 10 11 you know 10 11 points i feel like the, the 13 and a half means that they have to win by two touchdowns at least um yes. i could definitely see this going like 37 20 that's a 17 points that's where that's where i could see okay. this where this i could see this kind of living and that's why i'll take the 13 i'll give the 13 and a half and i'll i'll say miami in the over but it's not a lock i got you oh Next i'll seven. be the nut job and make this my lock then it's locking it yes this will be my second lock 
What's your first look? look? I think I think what well, Ace you locked Detroit. Dallas last week. I did. You got it right. So, so and that was what, 17 and a half? Something like hey, listen, that. Listen, man, I saw Tommy DeVito play at Syracuse, okay? He lost the starting job at Syracuse to Garrett Schrader. He had to transfer to Illinois. I had to look it up because they said Illinois, and I was like, I remember him playing at Syracuse because he's essentially a local guy. Like, North Jersey went and played at Syracuse. That was the best school in the area that recruited him, which makes sense. Then he lost his job there to a guy who transferred in from another school. So when you got to transfer to Illinois, who's in the Big Ten West, which is terrible, and you're the third string quarterback, and you're just like, I'm living at home with my parents to save money. Uh, nice story and all, but you're not going to beat Dallas Cowboys defense to beat the brakes off of your starting quarterback week one. Like, that's Listen, not going to go and, well. They didn't let y'all I, score I didn't week one. Either. He wasn't living at home to save money. He was living at home because he had a job. He had a job. <laughs> he was the third string quarterback for the for – the, uh, for the New York Giants. He's going to Giants. He was practice. on a practice squad. He was on no, a practice he had, squad. He has a $750,000 contract. And he was getting game checks each week. He wasn't emergency. He was he was there. He was sitting there holding the clipboard, I guess. Playing. He wasn't the But we got the no Giants. <laughs> we got the Giants at Washington. Uh Washington is at home. Washington is favored by nine and a half points. And yet somehow the over under is thirty seven. So if you believe Washington is going to cover, you don't think the Giants are going to score points. I'm going to take Washington. I'm going to lock it in. I think they're going to beat the hell out of them, and I'm going to take the over. Ant, who do you got? I mean, come on now. Who's going to pick the Giants? Until, until um, Giants what's the name? Fans. Really? I thought the Giants fans are going to be. They pick, they pick, they, you know who they, who they want? They, they want the number one pick. That's what they want. Yeah. yeah, they yeah. want the they want Caleb Williams. They they they, they don't care. They they don't care. They they looking for that beat. I know this is supposed to be the so called rivalry game, but they're gonna get their ass whipped. Come on now, <laughs> this is Eric, this is Eric B. Enemy. This is actually a real quarterback in Sam Howell versus you know um, throw two touchdown passes. I don't know about that, but anyway, he's Danny DeVito, <laughs> so in my opinion. But anyway, mm. um, this is, is Saquon Barkley gonna be there? Yeah, I believe he's playing. Yes. Okay, so playing. still Saquon Barkley in the bag of chips, but I'm still going to take um the Washington here, and I'm taking the under in this one because the Giants are barely going to do anything. All right, Malik, who do you got? All right. Well, I'm going Washington in the under, and I'm locking this in as my second lock. But this oh. is, this is, but this is going to be is this? Is, I just wanted to throw this out here. Okay. Yeah. Take a guess. Before today's game, before so like just taking today's um both Ravens and, and Bengals game out of the equation, yeah, coming no, into week eleven. Stats, yes. Coming into week eleven, mm-hmm. who led the league? Who leads the league in pass attempts, pass completions, and passing yards? Attempts, completions, and yards? Yeah. It would have to be well, attempts would probably be the Chargers. No, it, I'm telling you, it's the same head. person. It's the same person. Oh, Tua. The same the same oh. person leads the league in passes completed, pass attempts, and passing yards. It's got to be Tua. Sam right? Howell. Sam Howell. It is I'm Sam Howell. Missing. You got to be out of my mind. What? It is Sam Howell. Sam They're Howell leads six. the NFL in passing yards, pass completed, and pass attempts. He also yeah. leads the league in number of times sacked. Okay. <laughs> he holds on to the ball a lot, but yeah. Right. Okay. And he's playing against the 31st ranked passing defense in the NFL. 
Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the I'm taking Washington in the under. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this one. This I feel really good about this pick, uh, and so I'm gonna go ahead and lay those points. Now, right. now, the now the Giants have the 31st ranked passing defense in the NFL. 32nd ranked <laughs> defense in the NFL is the Washington Commanders, but they're not they can't play themselves. So, <laughs> and on the other side, they're playing Tommy DeVito, so right. they should have us field day against against the Giants and uh, at home. So this is going so, over yeah, the 37th. Is what you're saying? Um, no, because Tom, I don't believe Tommy DeVito is going to score ten points. How much did the, How much did the Giants score last week? I, I forgot. Seventeen. I the final score of that game was seventeen. So I, 17 you know what? To like forty nine. You know what? Then I'll take the over. I'll give them the same seventeen that they got last week. That's fair. All right. I'll give That's them. Fair. I'll take Dallas. Washington in the over. I'm still locking it in. Dallas at Carolina. Carolina is appeared to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, if you're listening to their press conferences, Bryce Young is stumbling over his words. It's not going well. They are minus 10 and a half at home against Dallas. The over-under is 42. Uh, this is going to be the easiest over-cover ever. I'm going to lock in the over, and I'm also locking in Dallas to beat the breaks off Carolina. If the Bears can beat them, if the every team is basically beating Carolina except Houston somehow. I still don't get that one. But um Dallas is gonna beat the hell out of Carolina. Easy pick, easy win. Go ahead in. Don't sleep on Houston, but anyway, I'm gonna take Dallas and take the um under in this. Actually, you know what? Take the yeah, take the under in this what uh, it's kinda hard. That 42 points. I know Dallas can do that by themselves. You know what? Yeah, Dallas gonna do that by themselves. I think Dallas and take the yeah. over in this one. <laughs> I'm not going to make this a lock because I want to save some of my locks for later. But you know, this is going to be a beat a beat down for Carolina. This is going to help the Bears get that number. Try to help the Bears get that number one pick. But yeah, take Dallas and take the take the over that one. I feel so bad for them trading their first round pick two years in a row. I don't, I really especially do. when you know a nice quite nice receiver out there. You know that the Bears might need or a nice quarterback that the Bears might want. Is going to be getting triple teamed. He might make eleven catches for seventy yards. Uh, Malik, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, I, I this I went three I went three straight weeks picking Carolina to cover the number, and I was two for three picking Carolina. I picked Carolina to cover the number against against you guys, yeah, and they did because there was a yes. three it was it was three and a half, and you guys won mm-hmm. by three. Um, I picked them to cover the number against Houston, and they actually won that game. Yeah. And then I picked them to cover the number. I can't remember. I can't remember what the, what was the game in the middle um, where they where they actually lost. But um, and they didn't cover, but they came close. Um, I'm I that that's it. That's my run. That's my 2023-24 run on picking Carolina to, to to cover the number. This is going straight up to Dallas. Um, the only thing I'll say for this game was that's is interesting. I don't know if you guys heard it, but uh, um, Frank Reich took back has taken play back calling. play calling duties from um from the young man that 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 he gave it over to. And it just okay. it just reminded me of uh, you know you let somebody play with your toy and they're not playing with it right, <laughs> you take it back take it like back. like you take like nah you give me that give me that you what what are you or you let somebody play with your team in Madden and they mess it up and you're like nah 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 give me that back sorry you, you're, not, you're not you're not you're not doing it right you know messing up my stats yeah, dude, messing up all my numbers man. Um, look, he's, he's, he's proving the look, if I'm going to get fired, I'm going to get fired on my own merits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 
Guess what? Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take Dallas and I'll take the over in this one because I think Dallas can hit the 42 on their own. I think David Tepper gives him another year. But um, yeah, he's on tenuous ground. Like, it's going to be tough. You have a one-win season. But hey, sometimes that happens when you have the first overall pick, you know? It happens. Well, not just when you have a, when you have a one-win season. When you have a one-win season and you don't have your first-round pick next year. <laughs> like, you don't actually have it. So you have nothing to look forward to. That's the weird part. I, I, I'm going to talk about that in my shout-outs at the game. That's the weirdest part. Was it this coaching staff and GM that actually made that trade? Yes. Yes, it was. The GM did. Oh, damn yeah. it. The GM oh. did. I'm sorry. No, the GM did. They GM hired did. a new GM, and, and they went out and got a new head coach because they fired and, um, Matt Rule. They both might still be out the and, day. And, and, and Frank, Reich, Frank Reich wanted Bryce Young. Like that's that correct. was what was cool. Like, Frank Reich wanted Bryce Young. He picked him over the – yeah. So yeah. So we know Frank Reich's uh, decision-making skills. Which is why he gave Yeah, they both going to be out the door at the end of the season. Tennessee, most interesting game of the week to me. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is six and a half point home favorites. I don't know how. Um, I'm taking Tennessee and I'm going to take the over. Jacksonville uh, pissed down their leg last week and got the brakes beat off of by San Francisco. That's the best way I could describe it. They got beat off the field. It was a tough week. But every week, you know, it can't rain every day, as they say. So I'm taking uh, Tennessee to cover, though, but Jacksonville should win, and they should score combined more than 40 points. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm going the opposite way. I think this is going to be Jacksonville's get-right game for all you betters out there. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I'm taking the over in this one. I think they can actually call at least these two teams can make 20 points at each. One might win the game. Who gives a who? But I'm going to take Jacksonville on this one. And no, I'm not going to make it a lot, but yeah, hopefully, you know, Jacksonville makes a good com- comeback this year. All right. Malik, who you got, man? Yeah, I'm going to roll with you, Ace. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Tennessee Tennessee in the over. I want the points here. Just um, just a note, BetMGM, this line has moved up to seven. So oh, it's, a, it's, a clear, it's a clear seven now uh, on the BetMGM line. So if you if you catch it at seven, you know, if, you, if, you, if you caught it at six and a half, good for you. Um, but it's now seven. So now you know, Jacksonville, has, Jacksonville has to win by more than a touchdown. Um, I don't think that happens. It's another divisional game. These teams know each other very well. Derrick Henry, I can't really, I can't remember which team Derrick Henry like usually runs all over. I don't know if I can't remember if it was Jacksonville or well, there is one team he usually like beats the brakes off. That's true. Yeah, it's just there's one team he usually like gets 200 yards rushing gets, and I think it's in this division, but I can't remember which one it is. Um, I, I just think so, something looks, appears wrong with Trevor Lawrence right now. Um, hmm. Maybe he's just out of sync. But he just didn't look he didn't look good at all against San Francisco. And even before then, he wasn't really playing. He wasn't playing all that great. I mean, I know because he's one of he's a quarterback on one of my fantasy teams and he's been horrible. So but he's just been better than the other guys on my bench um, who have been injured. So that said, I, I do think Jacksonville wins the game, but I think this game's this game trends close. Um, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Coach Rabel. Uh, likes to keep games close. Likes to keep game keep keep games close and give his give his team an opportunity to win. And Will Levis, you know, he Will Levis likes to push the ball down the field. So I don't I don't imagine that they'll. Um, I imagine that t- Tennessee will do it do what they can to try to score some points here after uh, a, a poor showing uh, last week where Levis got you know Levis got teed off on and did not yeah. look good. So um, if Jacksonville's pass pass rush can get to 
can get to the rookie quarterback and make make him nervous, maybe make him throw a couple of picks. I think that's what that's what lends them to winning the winning the football game. But if Tennessee does what they're supposed to do, hand the ball up to Derrick Henry and let him let him kind of control the ball, control clock, then I think Tennessee can can hold can hold to close to within the number. So that's what I'm going to take Tennessee and the under. All right, Arizona at Houston. Houston is favored by four and a half points at home. The over under is forty nine. Um, I'm going to be taking Houston, and I'm going to be locking this in. This is my riskiest lock of the week, I think, so far this week. It's my fourth. I got one left. I believe in C.J. Stroud. I do not believe in Arizona's defense. Uh, Houston has a couple of high picks. Will Anderson is a really good defender, but I think he's going to give Kyler Murray problems, and I don't think Kyler Murray's going to be able to easily run away from him and get these easy yards. So therefore, unless James Conner has a great game somehow, some way, I don't see how Arizona is going to be generating a lot of points. Um, I expect this game to be under unless Houston just beats the brakes off of them. But I think Houston by a touchdown is a safe bet here. And who do you got? This is actually going to be the sneaky, sneaky game of the week that everybody's going to be going to be missing out on because they they don't think that Houston or Arizona is even worth watching. But Arizona actually starting to play a little bit good now because Kyle Murray's back. Houston actually got a deep, a, quite a nice couple of good young players in their team, and actually been showing some stuff for the last couple of weeks. I'm going to go with you, Ace. I'm going to take the Houston. I'm taking the over on this one on my on my side, and I'm going to make this my lock as well, my third lock. I really gonna, I really like this game. I really like how Houston been playing the last couple of weeks, and I definitely want to see how this game matches up. Like I said, I think this is actually going to be the sneaky best game, one of the best games of the week. All right, Malik. Yeah, I like Houston to win the game. I don't think that this is. I'm not going to lock this in like like the two of you, but I do like Houston to win the act, win the win the game. Look, the one thing that we know about Houston so far is that they're they're a good team, they're a young team, and as a young team, <clears throat> they don't necessarily have that. They don't have that thing about them where you know at home you you pretty much you pretty much lock them in as they're going to take care of business at home. They've lost a couple of games at home already, um, so. The as a young team, they they can they can trend hot and cold. They can get really hot, you know, and then play really really well for a game, and then just kind of be weirdly bad for another game. The only thing that has not been the only the only player that has been completely steady for them throughout the entire season is surprisingly their their rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. But everything else around that team is just you know you just you're just not entirely sure. That's the other thing, and they can't run. They don't run the football very well either. Devin Singletary, you know, came back from the dead. To to have a good to have a uh, good game last week. It was Halloween, um, so that's why. Like he came, I mean, he he really like nobody nobody uh, remembers the fact that he you know when he was a he was highly only touted percent of fantasy running back. Yeah, um, nobody remembers when he was a highly touted running back for the Buffalo Bills. Like that, you know, that seemed like ages ago. Um, and Damian Pierce has been hurt, so like they haven't been able to run the football. They haven't been able to generate anything on the ground. Everything has been on the on the arm of CJ Stroud, and he's just handled business. I mean, I think if Arizona was a better football team, I would probably lean lean more towards them. But you know, you got to take Houston here to 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 cover the number. I just don't like it as a best bet because of how volatile they they they've appeared to be in different times different All times over the of the season. So yeah. yeah, so I'll still take Houston. I'll take the over, but I, I don't like the number. Tampa, and it's, and, 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 sorry. Oh. And it's five. It's five now. BetMGM has five. has Houston at Houston minus five, so it's going up a half point since four and a half. Morning. Five. I mean, either way, I'm I'm good on the on the four. I'm I'm good on the five. Two field goals, maybe the you know they got a real kicker, so that will help. 
no more than running back coming in and hitting 38 yarders. Uh, Tampa at San Francisco. Tampa is getting 11 and a half points. Uh, I can see this creep up. The over under is 41 and a half, which is weird with these 10 point plus spreads and only 42 point overs. I don't, I, I don't get that math. Um, I think Tampa covers this game. If it wasn't for DeMar Hamlin having a tackle last week, I think that, uh, you know, the quarterback for Tampa, Mr. Uh, Progressive Insurance himself, would uh, have a chance to come back player of the year. Unless Aaron Rodgers comes back and tries to steal DeMar Hamlin's award. We'll see. Um, I'm picking Tampa to cover. I think San Francisco beats up on them, but I don't think – I think it's a bit of a letdown from last week to this week. I think they win. But Brock Purdy is very inaccurate on third down. I've been hearing these stats from Mina Kimes and all these other analysts that I listen to to get good information from. And I think Tampa's going to be able to take advantage of that. They got a good secondary. I'm counting on Winfield to keep them in the game, make some good defensive plays. So there's that. And who do you got? Uh, this is actually a really hard – no, nah, really. I'm going to pick San Francisco on this one. And I'm taking the – um. I'm going to go with the over. They, they still going to be on a beat-down beat train here. And I think Baker Mayfield and the rest of them is going to get beat down. So I'm going to San Francisco in this win. That's all I have to say. Sure and sweet. I like it. Malik. Hey, it's just remember, I'm just um, fresh remember, you took, you took Tampa. To yes, Tampa plus 11. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, no yeah. I I like the Tampa cover here. Um I think I obviously think Tampa Tampa loses the game. Tampa's lost four of their last five um, before that win against Tennessee last week. Um, <clears throat> last week at home, and they didn't look great doing it. Um, they looked efficient. Uh, they looked like when they played when they play the type of ball that they expect to play. They look like an efficient team um, that can that needs to play the game close in order to. In order to like you know to to sneak out to sneak out victories, I just don't necessarily like this with the San Francisco team. They're they're, they're clicking at the right time, and a lot of people were talking about uh, Debo Samuel coming back and Chase Young coming back. The reality of the situation is Trent Williams is the reason why that San Francisco offense works. Trent Williams, when Trent Williams went down, that's when the offense started to started to sputter. That's when Brock Purdy started to speed things up. Trent Williams, offensive tackle, is the most important player outside of. Uh, Christian McCaffrey on that offense, and him being back is what what to me leans leans San Francisco towards just being an unstoppable machine. Um, I still think Baker Mayfield, as much as I think Baker Mayfield has improved, I still think that he's definitely um, capable of throwing the football to the other team, and he's done it multiple times so far this year. I think I think you get a pick, at least a pick from him if you can get if you can get over. Over one and a half TDs as a prop bet. I think he'll throw a lot. It'll be a, it'll be a throwing game for them. So I think he'll throw a lot. He'll probably get two touchdowns, one to Mike Evans, one to Chris Godwin, or one to Caleb Otten. Um, and then, you know, go over on the, the you know, point, point 0.5 interceptions. Because uh, I think he'll, <laughs> he'll definitely throw a pick here. <laughs> so I'll take San Francisco and in uh, the over. All right. Next up, we have the biggest game of the week, the New Jersey Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is at home. They are a touchdown favorite, seven points. Over-under is 39 and a half. Ant, I'm going to start with you. Skip, next one. Favorite team. 
uh, don't really want to talk about this. Jets are very disappointing. And um, really don't want to talk about this game. But anyway, I have to be professional about it. Um, the Jets basically did in this week season, in this um week going on to the to this game, they got rid of Michael Carter as a way to change around their offense and you know put some things, put a spark there. Buffalo fired their OC. Let's see who actually wins out on this one. I'm gonna go with Buffalo. They're a more talented team. They make the turnaround. Jets really need this game since Buffalo lost their last game, so they can actually try to get to that leapfrog to Buffalo and actually get that um wildcard game, but I don't see this happening. Unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I'm taking Buffalo and I'm taking the under in this one. As soon as you just start scoring some points in this, I can maybe go back to start picking them again, but they haven't scored a touchdown, I think, in the last three weeks, two, three weeks. That is correct. So they were the worst offense and almost the worst offense in the league right now, led by the worst quarterback that's even worse than some backups. Wow. Well, I hate to say this, but we have to keep going. We have to go with call a spade a spade and go with, with this flow. Buffalo's at home. Take Buffalo. Take the under this one. Jets are not going to be making anything near to that 40, what's the name? 39 points, 39 and a half points. All right. I'm going to go next. I'm, I'll make it quick for y'all. Because the Jets beat them in the first game and they played terrible, the Jets could beat them in this game. Buffalo is reeling. They're grabbing for answers, and they're blaming the wrong people. Uh, Josh Allen keeps turning the ball over. The Jets are good at good, are really good at getting turnovers. It's seven points, which means at worst, I think the Jets push. This is going to be the lowest scoring game this week. I think the Jets win this game. And I'm going to put this out there. 16 to 10. Buffalo is going to be held to one touchdown and one field goal. The Jets are going to get like five field goals and one touchdown and somehow mix the extra point. I don't know how this is going to work out in terms of the points, but that is what I am predicting. Uh, Buffalo is a tough place to play because the fans go bananas, and the Jets are used to that. They are not a well-liked team on the road or most teams in Buffalo. And I think Buffalo may let down because they're pressing to win, and they're not really going to overlook the Jets, but the Jets' defense is really, really good. Actually better than the Bills' defense over the past couple of weeks. So that's why I'm picking the Jets to cup. Go ahead, Malik. And I'm taking the other. Oh, the other. Okay. Um, the the did you know the the Bills are zero and six against the spread in their last six games? I didn't know that. That's also why I'm picking against them. They're three and seven so far this season against. Yeah, they're the not good against the spread. Um, they have not been good at covering the number so far this so far this year. I slightly lean towards the Bills here. You know, shaking things up a little bit, getting the new OC in, Joe Brady. I know Joe Brady a little bit from his his time with LSU. Um, he was the LSU officer coordinator during the Joe Burrow year, um, the, the big-time Joe Burrow year in 2019. Um, that's basically what got him hired to play, to to be the OC of Carolina, when Carolina had a some stupid thought that they were going to get Joe Burrow, even though they didn't have the number one overall pick. Um so they hired Joe. They hired Joe Brady because maybe we're able to make a trade with Cincinnati to get Joe Burrow, and it wasn't going to happen. Um, but in any event, um, I think that this is obvious. This has got to be a wake up call for them. 
there's got to be a wake-up call for the Buffalo Bills. They've got to be in a situation where it's do or die here. You cannot lose this game to the Jets as much as, as much as you know, you can't lose this game to the Jets. You can't go 0-2 against the Jets this season. And you can't lose this game to the Jets and put yourself behind the eight ball because we're pretty sure Miami's going to win win their game against Las Vegas. So, um, you know, you'll be, you'll be even further back. Right now you're really, you know, after all this talk about how bad Buffalo's been and all of that stuff, you're really only one game in the one game behind Miami. You know, you've, you've played 10, they've played nine, and you beat them. So if you just you know get a couple of wins under your belt and my and you get that next game against Miami maybe you can get you can get some wins and you can actually still win this division, um at you know whatever it is you know twelve and five or eleven and six or something like that, um so I'm gonna go ahead and take Buffalo to to right the ship a little bit here and win win by the seven win by a little bit over seven, and I am sorry this it's just so. It's so hard to watch this team's this this offense play football. It really is. As exciting and as fun as it is to watch the defense go, this offense is just so bad. And when I found out that they had, they had to go to touchdown in three weeks, I realized I've been a Lions fan my entire, you know, my entire football watching life. I don't think I've ever seen my Lions go three games without scoring a touchdown. It probably it might have happened, but I don't think I don't think I've ever seen I've ever seen that. So I think you're going through a monumental time as as a Jet fan, and I, I fair, sorry fair, sorry that that's the worst thing in this lifetime. If you remember, dude, this 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 thing is painful, man. and I, I even pay for the NFL ticket shit. So you know this is damn painful. Even though my wallet's pay, is in pain right now. Huh? Like we went zero and sixteen, and I imagine we we scored a touchdown. We didn't we didn't go three games without scoring a touchdown. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. The Jets went one and fifteen in nineteen ninety six. I'm just saying. Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, but this one is probably. But this one probably hurts more because of the expectations, the hard knock stuff, yes. and all that stuff going into the like this. This one hurts more because they're actually supposed to be a really good team, and you can still see. So if they beat the Bills, what do you got to say? This supposed to be a playoff run. If we beat the Bills, then this is then next week's game after this is up for the AFC champ, AFC if, East is on. What's the name? Division. That'd be beautiful. If the oh, Jets wish. beat the Bills. Then the bill should no longer be talked about as a potential. Con- I mean, like we I should stop talking about the bills. Com- End of the season, yeah. I think McDermott's going to be immediately. No. All right. They extended him in the off season, so his job's his job's on the line right now. If they oh. don't make the playoffs. They, yeah. they he's getting fired. I I hear you on that. Seattle at the L.A. Rams. I think it's going to be a good game. It's Matt Stafford is back. The Rams are getting one point underdogs at home. The over under is forty six and a half. I am uh, locking in the Rams for my final lock of the week. I think they beat Seattle, especially at home. I think Seattle is good, but they are not great. I saw them get dismantled by Baltimore. I think with Stafford, the team plays with a lot much more, a lot more gusto, and I think they believe that they can actually win. Puka Nakua is healthy. Um, so is Cooper Cup. I see no reason why Seattle would be able to stop all of that. The running game. Might have an issue for the Rams, but that's about it. Actually, you know what? I'm not locking this game. I take that back. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for the next game on that one. But um, I'm taking the Rams. And I feel confident in that pick. Go ahead. Ed. Well, I was thinking about locking this in, but then you locked it in, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna avoid this thing, so I avoided it, and, and then you unlocked it. So I might go back to it, but you know what? I decided to hold my lock in as well. Just have two more. I want to save it for the next two games, but um. As far as for that merry-go-round, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you in this one. Nah, I'm not gonna agree. I'm gonna go with Seattle in this one. I'm taking Seattle, and I'm taking the under. 
I think what Seattle's still gonna um maybe pull things things through. The Rams been going back and forth. I hope they Rams do pick it up because you know I got a lot of nice players there as damn fantasy puka puka puka. But you know what? As far as um this game is concerned, I'm going to go with Seattle on this one. I'm not gonna make this a lock, but I think they can actually pull it off, especially since they're in the same division. This is gonna be a really tight game. It's gonna be a must watch. All right, you days. Yeah, no. All right, Malik, who do you got? So uh, Seattle's defense has it did really, really well against bad quarterbacks this season. Um, but they've been bad against quarterbacks that are, you know, in the upper echelon of the NFL. I think Stafford is still there. And that includes not doing well against Stafford in week one when they lost that game at home. Um, but between the likes of Stafford, Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson, and even Sam Howell, they did not play well um, against those against those uh, those QBs. I don't think this hope this happens either. I, I I think the Rams cover this number, and I am going to take the Rams and the over. And I am locking this in. Uh, unlike Ace, I'm going to lock this in as my as a, my, one of my locks of the week. So um, this will be my third lock of the week: Rams and the over. All right. And Sunday night football is Minnesota at Denver. Minnesota's getting two and a half points, and the over-under is 42 and a half. I am going to be betting on Joshua Dubs. I'm locking in Denver for Sunday night football. I think they're going to come back, and I think they're going to win. I'm seeing, I'm locking in Minnesota. Denver uh, made it a really good week for me because they knocked out half the people in my survivor pool, so I'm that much closer to winning. So thank you to Denver Broncos. I appreciate y'all. The good work. But Minnesota's going to come back and they're going to win this game. They have a better team. They may not have a better defense. I'm not so sure, but uh, they had to get a lot of help. They get a lot of turnovers. Dobbs is not turning the ball over. He knows the offense and he's playing well within that system. Jordan Addison is there, even if Jefferson can't come back and play. So that's why I'm picking Minnesota, and I think they're on a hot streak and they're going to be able to keep this going. I don't think the players in Denver really like Sean Payton or are buying into the system, but we will see. Malik, who do you got? Going in to entirely the other way here. I think I think that the the Denver Broncos and Denver as a whole, they do like Sean Payton and they and they are on board with him at this point in the season. Uh Denver's playing just just much better ball. They have been playing much better ball all the way through. Um the the win against uh Buffalo is not an aberration. Um they had just beat KC. Uh, the week before that, they beat Green Bay. So they're, they've actually won three straight. Um, so Russell Wilson is not playing bad football. Look at his, look at his statistics. I think he he didn't he went another two touchdowns, no interceptions. I think he's up to 18 touchdowns, four interceptions on the season. Uh, the offense is, I wouldn't say it's humming, but it's buzzing a little bit. You know, it's not it's not great, but it's not bad. And, you know, the, the side of the ball that was really problematic at the beginning of the season was their defense. And it seems like they've turned things around a little bit. So I'm going to go ahead and, and and roll with Denver here at home, um, you know, giving giving two and a half to Minnesota. I still want to see what Josh Dobbs is able to do. You know, uh, I think he's going to get better every week as he gets more acclimated with the offense, he's more acclimated with the system and stuff like that. So I think this it's going to be interesting for him to – he's going to get better as, as the weeks go by. But, you know, Minnesota's won four straight. I think they go on a run after this. 
Um, but I can see Minnesota losing this game. Uh, I can absolutely see Denver Denver pulling this out uh, at home and, and going to four straight on their side of the ball. So I'm going to take Denver in the over. I'm not locking it in, but I definitely, definitely think Denver, you know, I'll give them some credit for what they've done up to this point. Well, you might not be locking in Malik, but I'm definitely am. I'm going. I'm going the same way as you. I'm picking Denver. I'm taking the over in this one. I think the Dobbs the Dobbs experience is going to be over. I mean, you know, he's been being tossed around the league as you know why we, nobody's been playing him, whatever like that. Don't I mean, no, nobody's been trying to reach for him. You know, everything's all good and everything like that. They're basically making him like the quite like a Fitzpatrick type of thing. I've seen memes of that as well. But the reason why I'm going against um. Minnesota in this one is because the one thing that was good about one weapon that was working good for Dobbs for the last two weeks is that nobody knew what Dobbs was going to do with this offense or whatever because there's no there's no way to prepare for him. We don't you know Minnesota is basically unknown to these teams. They 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 know his tendencies. Things are still going to start picking up as things going to start getting harder for them as as the time goes on because he's going to be conform conformed into their system and what what they do. And teams are going to be finally getting that tape to look at it. I think this is going to be the first time this is going to happen. I think Denver's actually going to win this one. I saw the Denver game last week. It looks like they actually started to pick things up on offense and defense, and they actually pulled out a good game last week. So I'm going to take Denver in this one, and I'm going to make this my lock, according my fourth lock of the week, and I'm taking it over. All right. Wow. Everybody's going against me in this one. Well, I locked in Minnesota, so it is. Hey, you're supposed to be the leader of the pack, man. You gotta, you gotta hold that. You gotta hold that down. Y'all gotta chase down. me down. Maybe I'll have a bad week. I don't know. I'm not betting on it, so we'll see. Um, I got. I'm betting on Minnesota, so we will. I, I will. I will see how that goes. Philadelphia. Listen, Denver came through for me last week, and nobody, everybody thought I was crazy. Philadelphia at Kansas City Monday Night Football. This will probably be the most watched regular season game. I don't know if Taylor Swift will be able to be there um, without Travis Kelsey and her in the same place. He has not played great games. I expect Philadelphia to win because their defense can match Kansas City's defense. Kansas City's offense has not been matching their team's opposing team's offense. They are at home, but A.J. Brown is a beast, so we will see. Um, this man has had 125 yards receiving in eight straight games. So if he can keep that up, and they have another really good wide receiver on the other side super fast and DeAndre Swift. So I'm betting on Philadelphia to continue to go nine and one. I'm going to take Philly. I'm going to take those two and a half points. I might even tease it up to three, um, but I wouldn't lock this in. And I am going to take the over. I think they're going to be more than 45 points scored in this game. And who do you got? I'm going to, I'm going the opposite way of you. I'm taking, I think Taylor Swift is actually going to be there. So I'm going to bet on that part. And she's going to be cheering with, with, mom, with mom in the stands or whatever. This is a home game. This is going to be a sea of red. Philadelphia is going to, you know, feel it. It's going to be a playoff game. As, as, is this going to be like a real playoff game, basically? Yeah, it's going to be the, the reminiscence of a, like a Super Bowl type of thing. But anyway, I'm going to go with Casey in this one. I'm taking the over. Casey's actually going to come out swinging. And this is going to be they, they push to the play. My version of the push to the playoffs, another game I'm calling as a push to the playoffs. And I'm making this my final lock of the week. Go, Casey. My, my my fake team. All right. Malik, who do you got? At least my fake team's in a different conference. You know? my, I'm sorry, my other team. <laughs> I got you. I am a real Ravens fan. Yeah, okay. I'm going to edit that oh, out. Man. In post. Uh, and I'm, I'm skinny. Take, 
Oh, wow. I'm taking Casey in the over as well, and I'm locking this in as well. I mean, you know, this is no one has Casey. faith in Philly to win this game, huh? Um, it's not that the revenge game. It's not that. Um, I remember down the entire field. <laughs> Yo, almighty push their way to a win. Yo, honestly, they keep people have been suggesting that crazily, but like, what if you just did that four plays? Of- <laughs> what? Almighty push it down. Like, what if we just, oh, yeah, what if we just did the almighty push or the tush push four plays in a row and just like we're just gonna wear you down? Oh yeah, Chris Jones, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Or you no, do, I, set up I, I, it and you fake it, and then you do the fake out of it, which worked really well the other time too. So I expect to see a lot of that. A lot of trick plays will be had in this game. I I not in complete disagreement with you. I think Philadelphia can absolutely win this game. The reason that I am picking Kansas City is because in 31 years as a head coach, Andy Reid is 27 and four after a bye. He is the best by far head Mm. coach in the entire NFL, in the history of the NFL, off of a bye. Casey's coming off of a bye in the history of the NFL. Casey's coming off of a bye, and they can prepare, and they've gotten two weeks to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Philadelphia is. Philadelphia is obviously coming off of their bye as well. Um, so both of these teams should be rested. KC doesn't have any injuries on the injury report that they're that they're showing up with. So it's going to be a very, very interesting game. But I think KC ultimately wins this game. And because it's because it's only two and a half, it was three and a half, four, four and a half. I probably will be leaning towards Philly, but I think it's a three-point victory here. So I'll take the two, I'll take the two and a half. I'll I'll I'm sorry, I'll give the two and a half and I'll take uh KC and the over. All right. Uh, we are going into our shout outs. We have picked all the games for you guys. I hope everybody's listening. I made money last week a little bit on that Denver game. So I hope y'all are paying attention to my best bets. And every single week, one of us has a really hot week. So pick out who you like and pick out who you want to listen to. We all make some money together. Going into the holidays. And with that being said, I'm going to kick it to Anthony for his shout outs. All right. My first shout out, I kind of hinted it earlier in the, um, in the, in the recording, shout outs to Tua and his cornrows. You know, all you need to do now is just play the Eminem Lose Yourself song in the background or something else like that. You know, he's looking kind of cool. You know, he's trying to be looking kind of cool like a rapper or something like that. I don't know what he's doing there. But anyway, shout outs to him. Yeah, I guys got to look that up. I just did a shout out just so people can just Google that. But anyway, shout outs to him. Before I make my next shout out, I, I do want to um, quit my list of my top 10 once again. Um, since I already put um put out my um who's gonna go to the Super Bowl, my top ten is I had the Jaguars down, knocking court as number ten, Steelers is number nine, Seahawks is number eight, Dallas is number seven, Lions is number six, the the Dolphins is number five, Ravens number four. They might have to move up after this game. Um, Kansas uh, Kansas City's Chiefs is number three, 49ers is number two, Eagles is number one. That's my top ten for this time. Should be making another top 10 in a couple of weeks from now. But as far as for that, I'm going to make my last shout out. First, I just want to just bring up this name here, which is Brown's beloved quarterback from a long time ago, Bernie Kostar. He was, according to the 1993 season, he was replaced by a certain coach. He was replaced, a coach, a certain coach sat him down and replaced him with Vinny Testaverde. Um, History is repeating itself. A certain Coach, that certain coach's name is Bill Belichick. He's doing the same exact thing to Mac Jones. 
Mac Jones is not Bernie Kosan. He's not Vinny Testaverde. But he, basically, Belichick is repeating the same things over and over. This is who Belichick really is. And I'm just starting to, you know, clean my glasses off of his his so-called greatness or whatever. But anyway, shout-outs to Mac Jones. Sooner or later, he might be off of this team. But shout-outs to Bill Belichick as well. Sooner you'll be later, you'll be off this team. And shout-outs to the Patriots. Sooner or later, you're going to suck again like you was in the 90s. But anyway, that's my shout-outs of the week. Mm. All right. And... He was not as violent as usual. Oh, sorry about that. I got to do my last shout-out. I do apologize. Yes. Um, I do have to shout-out to Sean Payton. I do apologize to you for what you said about our OC. You was 100% correct. This guy's trash. <laughs> so shout out to you. You know, you get your flowers on this one. Everything you said about the Jets, you know, you know, you're still wrong about that. But you know, you're back, you're back, you're out of my doghouse now. But you know, and I'm not gonna say F you anymore. You know, I'm, I'm gonna get rid of that. Shout out to you. You get your flowers, you're right. This dude sucks. He's he's A1 trash. And if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, he would be out of this league right now. So shout out to you on that one. <laughs> I th- wow. that that's the biggest shocker of the week. Real talk, seriously, I'm I'm surprised. Yeah, I gotta admit when I'm wrong. Anthony, yeah, Anthony's being the bigger person. I, that that's wow, wow. Uh, all right. On that note, I want to say uh, shout out to Shea Otani for winning the AL MVP. It's gonna be nice seeing you on the Yankees. You're the only player in baseball that I actually pay attention to or know. Apparently, there's some other stuff going on with Brian Cashman. I don't know. He said something crazy about one of the players. Something about somebody being hurt all the time. I'm not going to pretend like I'm paid into baseball, but everybody in my office are big baseball fans. I'm from Boston, so I don't know. It is what it is. To my Bears, about Stanton. I appreciated y'all. Yeah, I don't know. Stanton this hurt a lot, but you gave him the contract, so that's on you. You know what I mean? Like, how you going to be bad at it? I'm going to take the money, too. Shout out to Jimbo Fisher for uh, finessing all of that money out of Texas A&M. Shout out to Texas A&M for getting a donation of $100 million so that you could fire this man and everybody that works for him. Because they're not only going to have to buy him out, they're going to have to buy out all the assistants who have buyouts as well. So shout out to Jimbo Fisher for making sure all his people are taken care of. They don't got to work for a while. I love the fact that college football is that crazy. And most of my shout outs to speaking will be focused on that. Um, shout out to the MAC Conference for playing in the middle of the week with games that actually people care about. Shout out to Toledo being 10 and 1. They should be ranked. Um, my sorry, Bulls team did not do well this year, even though they recruited a bunch of good players. The year that Khalil Toledo. Mack was a junior, the Buffalo Bulls, the year that Khalil Mack was a uh, junior, we went four and eight. Okay. This man was the number one fifth pick in the NFL draft. We won four games with a guy who was going to be a hundred million dollar player. It has kind of lived up to the hype of a, a star in that league. And it's insane to me. Uh, we have talent on that defense. There's going to be a couple of players who get drafted. So shout out to uh, them. Uh, he was all American last year. Probably going to be All-American again. We got a really two really good safeties, one sophomore, one senior, and a couple of good linebackers. So Max Michelle, and he's the defensive end. I can't remember the uh, I can't remember the safety right now, but he will be getting drafted by somebody. So hopefully it's my Bears or my Baltimore Ravens. And uh, shout out to Big Ten for being the messiest conference all year, for taking each other to court, for <laughs> not letting the coach coach on Saturdays, but he can coach every other day of the week, which is ridiculous. I don't see how that's a punishment. And I hope Michigan wins the whole thing all over again. And the commission has to come out and hand uh, Jim Harbaugh the trophy with his, with his, uh, you know, signature look of khakis and just uh, deranged 
guy who eat, drinks milk and eats hamburgers all day, every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know how he manages to do that and still, you know, not have a heart attack, but shout out to him. And uh, shout out to Justin Fields for finally coming back. I appreciate you. I know you're playing for your job. And really, the crazy part is no matter how well you play or how many games you win, as long as Carolina keeps on sucking, the Bears get the first overall pick. So this isn't even really about you at this point. This is about the NFL and how teams are built and how they just want to save money and not keep a star player, which I think they should. And they should just draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you win four or five more games, and then we'll have the seventh pick, and we'll get another good defensive player. So we'll see how that works out, but we will see. Maybe we trade down, get a bunch more draft capital, and still get Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll figure it out, but that's what I think they should do. And one final shout-out to uh, the people over at ESPN for calling out what it was with uh, Ken Dorsey getting fired. He was a scapegoat. Scapegoat, sacrificial lamb, whatever you want to call it. They blaming him. And Josh Allen needs to learn how to hand off the dead ball. I don't understand that. I don't. The fact that you can do this professionally and just give the ball away is crazy. Oh, and shout out to the Minnesota uh, Minnesota Timberwolves for basically letting us know that they don't like their teammate. Because if I'm getting choked out on a basketball court and you don't know my teammates jump on a dude's back who's choking me out, we, not, we, we can't be cool no more. I'm not passing you the ball. I'm not hitting you with an outlet pass off a rebound. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hustling back on defense anymore. That was not I'm Rico Bear. We ain't talking for Thanksgiving. We ain't talking for Christmas. We ain't hanging out during New Year's. We're not cool. We're not friends. Lose my number. The only reason why you should ever call me is for practice. That's it. We're not hanging around off the court. We're not even hanging around on the sideline. Unless the coach is calling to play, don't talk to me. Don't even look me in my eye, Malik. Well, I'm glad you said that, Ace, because my actually one of my shout outs was for Draymond Green for coming to the uh coming to the 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 uh the support of his you know light skinned brethren. Because uh, you know, you know Clay Thompson yeah. Clay, Clay, he ran across he the came court, choked to that the, man out. That wasn't support. Came to the like, rescue. He saw he saw an opportunity. Him. I've been wanting to choke. He's like clearly, clearly he's been wanting to choke Rudy Gobert for a while. Yeah. And uh, he, you know, and he saw his opportunity and he took it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let's go back. Let's take. Let's take. Let's take it back to seventy nine. Let's take it back to ninety nine. Let's take it back to ninety eight. Let's take it back to eighty nine. Wow. Draymond Green is one of those dudes, and he's probably, unfortunately, he's the only one of those dudes that gets into any anything like this. And so he gets suspended, and he gets, you know, he gets. Um, I'm you surprised know, he didn't get more games. Fined and all of those things. It's just, it's just crazy the amount of money these guys make. The fact that like his five game suspension is worth more than double. The, the price of my home like that's a, that's just that's just crazy that's just crazy to me i, I yeah. just it doesn't make any sense to me um but shout out to him for for doing that and i'm and i'm willing to bet that um donovan mitchell probably slid some money his way because he was like you know what look thank oh you thanks God. thanks for looking out bro thanks for looking out bro i you know i couldn't do it myself you know because we was on the same team and all of that stuff but uh you know good looking out good looking out big bro um, mm. Draymond, don't be surprised if Donovan Mitchell is surprisingly a guest on Draymond Green's podcast. <laughs> just, just, just saying, just saying, just saying that that, that might be a thing. Uh, um, shout out to, uh, shout out to Barry Sanders. Uh, if you guys don't know, Barry Sanders has a documentary coming out, uh, on Amazon Prime Video called Bye Bye Barry. It's coming out on November the 21st, which is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I cannot wait to see this. Um, it's going to be, if I just know it's going to be a fantastic documentary, but the most important thing 
about this that everybody's waiting for is Barry will finally uh, explain his reasons for walking away from the game when he did back in 1998 or 1999. Um, I'll be the first to admit this. I've never admitted this, you know, publicly before, but I'll be the first to admit this, that uh, it was probably the first time that I cried over something that was not like family related, um, wow. that I openly wept when, when he, when he, when he retired and I found that out, like that was, that was one of those moments for me. Um, so Shout out to Barry for doing this. Shout out to Barry for, you know, taking the opportunity and the chance to, to do this documentary. Of course, he did not have to. It's been over 20 years since this since this whole situation went down. Mm -hmm. um, so he didn't have to do this. So I'm glad that he is. And we're getting one more opportunity to see this. I will probably watch, I will probably watch it two or three times just because I'm that obsessed with, you know, with, with that time. It was time the 99 season. It was after the 99 season. He was like, like, yeah, right after the 99 season. Yeah. So... Well, I thought it was going into the 99 season. Any in any event, um uh shout out to him for for that. I I can't wait to watch it and I can't wait to watch my Lions play Chicago and then Green Bay, two two divisional games in which my personal feeling is that the result of these two games will um decide the the division even if Minnesota doesn't uh even if we haven't played Minnesota yet. Anyway. Mm. Um Shout out to the Knicks, the uh, New York Knicks. Uh, I went to the Knicks and Hawks game last uh, last night. It was a very interesting game. Um, they won the game. I wasn't crazy about the out the the way that they played in, in the game, but they did win the game, and I was happy. I was happy for that because it would have been really really difficult walking out of that arena with all those Atlanta Hawks fans. Even though Knicks fans go heavy, Knicks fans travel, Knicks fans go heavy, and it was at least. I want to say it was about 60, 40 Hawks and Knicks, but 40% wow. of that, that, that 40% of that entire arena was Knicks fans. They were all over the place and it was mm -hmm. great. It was great to see it. Knicks fans talking to each other and you, you just really learn how many people, you know, have how many people, how many New Yorkers have moved down here. It's hilarious because not only like the Knicks fans, but you can tell and then speak to you, when they speak to you, you know, who's a New Yorker because you're a New Yorker, right? So you, you, they have the same conversations, everything. So it was just, it was amazing. The accent and um, everything kicks in. The accent, everything kicks in. Everybody just knows everybody. <laughs> it's like till it's hilarious. Um, it really was, it is, it is really is New York South. Um, so shout out to them for for getting that, getting that win and making that, making that a, a you know a fruitful, fruitful adventure for me. And the tickets, my gosh. Fellas, I paid $16 for my seats each. What? $16 each. For my seats. Wow, that's more than what I and paid. I was that's able to less get. Less than what I paid to go to the, the BC Eagles game against Florida I, State. I yeah, paid a, more that's for a one of money that you pay for food in MSG. Yeah, yeah, I paid. I paid more for yeah. one ticket at the Garden to sit all the way up in the right. And I had well, these were good seats. These were decent seats. Like these weren't like the best seats, but these were decent seats. I could have gotten a seat on the first level, on like the one hundred level of of the of the stadium of the arena. Mm -hmm. I could have gotten a seat there for eighty bucks. It was eighty dollar seat. Wow, <laughs> okay. down US, in New York, that oh. seat is like four or five hundred bucks. Okay, yeah. easily, easily, um, even for a bad game, right? And this was a good game. So, yeah. 
Um, shout out to all the arenas that are like lowering ticket prices because nobody's watching your product. Because I will gladly partake in that. I've been a New York, I've been a New York uh, area fan for so long, and I've been getting gouged by ticket prices for the Knicks, for the Jets, for the Giants, for the Yankees, even for the Mets from time to time. For so many years, I have PTSD. So when I see ticket prices like that <laughs> in, 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 in these other arenas, I jump at them. Thank you so much because you guys are making this really, really easy for me. I'm and I, I plan on visiting as many uh, stadiums as I possibly can now because, yeah, this is crazy. Um, last but not least, uh, shout out again. I, I shouted out Aaron Rodgers last week, and I'm doubling I'm down on this. I'm doubling I'm down on this. I'm doubling down on this because I don't know if you guys heard it, and you probably heard it. Robert Sala was recently interviewed by some some Jets writers and was asked, uh, you know, when when is Aaron Rodgers coming back? And his answer was, "He's a big boy. <laughs> Aaron's a big boy. He's a grown man, and no one knows, no one's going to know Aaron's body like Aaron. If he feels, after all the doctors clear him, and he said, I have no idea. He said, but if he wants to play, he's going to play. Meaning, I ain't got no choice. If the doctors say." <laughs> This is what this is what Robert Sala is telling us. I'm not in If the here. doctors say he can play, you know this. He gonna play. I ain't got no. I ain't got no say in this matter. Ask him. Because last week, last week Aaron Rodgers said three Fortnites. He said three Fortnites and I'm playing. Like that's pretty much what he said. Okay. Six weeks. Give, give, give me give, give me six weeks and I'm in. Okay. And they asked Robert Sala. Robert Sala was like, I don't know. What he tell you? <laughs> So you know what? Shout out to Aaron Rodgers again because everybody knows who's in control here. <laughs> you know, Nathaniel Anthony just went on a rant about Nathaniel Hackett, but guess who Nathaniel Hackett's best friend in the Jets is? Aaron freaking Rodgers. So he yeah. ain't going nowhere. This is hilarious. Look, on, on top of being sad as, as, as sad as we could possibly be for what what is befallen to the Jets offense and Zach and Zach Wilson, oh. Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers and the hell out of the the hell out of the Jets organization? And shout out to him because again, player empowerment is a thing. Apparently, Yo, how so, did Green Bay fans put up with this for like seventeen? Seasons? I'm this is this is the thing that I'm bugging out about. This I'm like, damn, this is what you had like to deal this with the whole time. The whole time he's been like this, <laughs> man, it's crazy, crazy. But uh, yeah, so I'm out. All right. That is it for us this week. Follow us on uh, Spotify, Podbee, Podcast Addict, Google, Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Definitely subscribe and auto-download that for us. And we'll be back every single week up until the, until the Super Bowl, we'll be giving you picks. Maybe not next week. Uh, oh, that's no, right. No, we'll be back next week. We'll be back Wednesday, next week. Actually. Maybe Wednesday. We almost oh, always have a Thanksgiving episode, so we're going we're gonna to record on Wednesday real quick and get that out to y'all. Um, yeah. So I'll talk to y'all later. Be out. Oh, yeah. Peace. Peace.